Base Daf is Pei Aleph 81. We're a bit behind, so let's get moving. Okay, the uh, Mishnah dealt with a get that was written with the wrong text where the, the very consequential that the, all these uh, negative consequences particularly to the woman etc um, and then it moved on to a, a more from a more minor type of a mistake to a bigger one which was a difference in the husband's or wife's names or in the locations which said that they were, even the rabbis would agree that it would have all of these huge consequences which leads of course to a great hakapada in the writing of the names of a get okay now it says we pick up in the middle of the um, of, of the daf here, the Tudat Amru. This is the case where it has nothing to do with writing a wrong get. Actually, another case where it seems that the woman is totally innocent. That there was a case where uh, there was no yibum done because one of the co-wives was an erva was uh, was forbidden to the brother-in-law, and uh, the other one went and remarried. And then it turned out that the first wife was not really married to the brother. And uh, then again, all these negative consequences. So the Gemara says nisu in zinulo. It's only a problem if that co-wife goes ahead and remarries, not if she just uh, uh, has has sex with somebody. Um, let's say this is a challenge on Rav HaMnuna. Because Rav HaMnuna says a woman who is awaiting Yibam or Chalitza, what this woman retroactively we discovered she was because we found out that her co-wife wasn't really her co-wife. So she, if she went ahead and she had uh, sex with another man, Asura she is now forbidden to the brother-in-law. You can no longer do Yibam. And we are assuming that we would only apply all of these negative consequences if she did an act that would have made her forbidden to the uh, brother, you know, to the brother-in-law, right? If it was an act of real consequence, but if she did an act that would not have that consequence of making her forbidden to the brother, it wouldn't have all of these ramifications. So the Gemara is saying, when a court minute, according to Rav Amnuna, even not, not being married to another man, even just having sex with another man, has, all, ha, has, has the same consequence. So why don't these, uh, has the same, like, severity. So why don't these consequences apply? So the Gemara says, um, no, even though the mission says they married another man, it would be true even if they had sex with another man. The high did not get nisu. Why didn't say they married? It's talking in a clean language. It means, you know, getting married is a nice way. Like when they sleep together, you don't mean sleep together. Right? Married means you have sex, but that's a, but it's a, even without getting married. What? Right. All right, that's true. Um, the Ikadami, some say, that there was another version. It sounded like, oh, married, presumably that means also sex, right? Right? that would also have all these negative consequences. Let's say this supports that if she, even if she does have sex with another man, she's forbidden to the brother-in-law, and therefore that's why all these negative consequences would apply even if she just had sex. So the Gemara says... No, no, uh, wait a minute. Um, no, 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 the mission should be a dafka only if she married. Okay? And because then that case of like hearing that the, the husband died and remarried, you know, can easily be confused with the case of hearing the husband died and then remarrying and then the husband turns up alive, etc. Meaning that's the paradigm case why all of these things are usser, right? It's sort of that case of you heard the husband died, you remarried, and now actually, particularly this case where it's like, there actually like was a death and there was some consequence and she remarried, you know, some event, it wasn't just, it wasn't a get. Anyway, so that's like the model case. And that model case 
case is primarily one in where the woman remarries, not in the world where the woman has sex, and therefore we're really only going to apply it in that case, and we're not going to apply it in the case where she just had sex with another man. Okay, moving on. It's a little more. We don't know. In the end, we don't know. And a little more nuance than that, but we don't have time. Okay, now, uh, the other case is also one where she was innocent, where this guy actually did Yibum with one of the wives, and so the other wife felt she was free, and she went off and then uh, married somebody else. And then it turned out that the wife that the man did Yibum with wasn't his brother's wife because she was an illness or whatever. Vitzricha, you need both cases. We just said the first case about the case of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, her co-wife was an erva there I would say that uh, okay you know she's uh, maybe we shouldn't have all these negative consequences because no act of Yibam or Chalitza was ever done everybody just walked away so maybe there it's like you know there's a little more responsibility in checking out that you're doing the right thing because like you know it's like nobody we're all just going to walk away like before you just walk away from the situation you know check it out a little bit more I don't know I, you know maybe should have waited. I, I have a very hard time understanding this. But when an act of Yibam was actually done, like, what are people supposed to think? We did everything right! He did Yibam with my co-wife. Whoa! Like, uh, we're done, right? So in that case, maybe we should, like, everybody should, like, be free from from negative consequences. So, maybe we wouldn't have these negative consequences. Yes, and in Hacha, if it takes the case of Yibam, we shouldn't become Ramyakne. Maybe it's the opposite. Here, you knew that one of you had to have Yibam or Chalitza. And therefore, maybe there was more of a sense that when you did something wrong, even if it was unaware and if it was in hindsight and so on, you know, there's a sense of all these negative consequences because you knew you started by being obligated in Yibam or Chalitza. But in the case where the wife was an erva, the co-wife, the Loranyakame, that you started by assuming there's no obligation to begin with. Aim alone, maybe you should not see the, 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 the uh, you know, the having uh, married the wrong person you know, um, in the same type of sense of violation. I mean, it was in hindsight and they didn't know at the time and people didn't even assume there was an obligation at all. Three, so you need to say both cases. Again, the problem is, like, yeah, so it still doesn't answer the basic question, which is like, okay, but bottom line is everybody is innocent here and it does seem very overboard. I really don't can't answer that. Okay. Kosovo Sofer, now we're going to get to the last part of the mission, which is easier to understand, that the Sofer wrote a receipt for the woman and a get for the man and gave them the wrong document and then they exchange the wrong documents. So obviously, she isn't Muguresh's. But comes along, whoever it is, Reb Shimon Lezer, who is it? Comes along, um, Reb Lezer, and he says like, no, 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 that's only if you find out the problem immediately. If after she married another man, then you say, let me look at your get, and you see it's a receipt, you know, you are not in a position, the first husband, of making problems, okay? Who knows what happened between then and now? Okay, because of service, I'll also get Reb Shimon If you can't found it immediately, fine, it's a problem. But after a while, it's not a problem. What's immediately and what's after a while? If after the get was given and the receipt was given, and then they're there and they're still working out details and sitting in the same room, you know, they're in the same sort of conversation, um, and then you look at the documents, that's right away. Okay? Um, Once that meeting broke, any moment after that meeting broke, that's already like... Anything after the meeting broke, you know, we 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 have we have we, we can't assume we know what happened. He essentially writes the halacha away. What? Like, he essentially writes the halacha away. 
What do you mean? That's Rebel Lazar. Well, I mean, of course you're going to like be checking at the time. You know, you got the right documents. Really? You, know, you think? No, because by the way, I mean, maybe, but Rebel Lazar. contract, right? You would think, but when but when Rebel Lazar contrasts it to he doesn't have the ability to make the second guy lose out, if anything, I would say that the simple sense of the well, you'll see the contrast because the Mishnah refers to a case where she's married already to a second guy. So this says as soon as they leave the room, it's all you can no longer challenge it. Um, as long as she has not married a second guy that's still the same time so it could be 10 years later and as long as you haven't married the second guy then you can raise problems okay once she married the second guy because that's he's picking up on the language of the Mishnah that you can't make the second guy lose his rights you know or whatever you can't destroy a new, a new marriage based on this claim so the Gemara says let's take a look at the Mishnah the second first husband cannot say after a while oh look you know you only have a rece- you have a, you have a receipt you don't have a get there was obviously a problem he can't do that and make the uh, second guy I mean it's also her but you know destroy the second marriage as a result so the Gemara says there's a second guy because the, 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 the problem is you know any that there's already a second marriage anything less than a second marriage he actually would be able to raise a challenge but the Gemara says so what does it mean you can't make the second guy lose out. Uh, so, so Shmuel says, No, no, no. It doesn't mean there has to be a second guy. It means once she leaves the room, she has a right to remarry. And once she has a right to remarry, you cannot undo that right. As long as they're in the same room, nothing, things aren't seen as final. But once that meeting breaks and she leaves the room, she has a right, and now, just because you show some wrong document after the fact, we don't know exactly what happened between then and now. Okay, very good. So now we continue with uh, top, now we're back to where we should be, pay Alice, and this hopefully will go a little faster. Uh, let's take a look. You wrote a get to divorce your wife. Um, and then you changed your mind. Okay. So, because you went to a sofa and said, please write a get for my wife, that created, you know, oh, did you hear? Reuven's divorcing his wife. What? Did you hear? Reuven's divorcing his wife. He got the sofa. Anyway, so people then, the word gets out, okay, and therefore there's this, uh, that even if in the end you didn't divorce your wife, and then let's say the guy dies, okay, people maybe think, oh, I, I thought I heard she was a Grusha. Didn't you hear that he divorced her? You know, and therefore, because there, there is a little bit of that rumor impression or whatever that she might be a Grusha he says we're going to have to not let her marry a Kohen now that's like terrible it's like the opposite right and we're going to get into that in the Gemara if there's like Lush and Hara what you want to do or what, not Lush and Hara but whatever anyway if there's bad if people are saying inaccurate things you want to correct it not reinforce it you know but there's partly it has to do with a question about how successful you think you can be right um, so once you know once an impression is created um, you know Rabbi Weiss is fond of saying the only difference between perception and reality is that it's easier to change reality. So <laughs> once the perception is created, you might not be able to undo it. And then what's going to happen? She's going to marry a Kohen, and people are going to say, so Kohen married a group. After the guy dies. After the guy dies. After the guy dies. After the guy dies. You're coming back? Like, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, he's, he, he's Megara but then he sees, they see her going home. 
And then they're like that. Right. So that's obviously an obvious point. I mean, it would make a lot more sense if this was like the guy on his deathbed, right? right? It was 10 years later and they'd been living together. Like, how do people think he's a grusha? You're absolutely right. So Besamah is super, super machmir. But once there's this little whiff of her being a grusha, then we don't want that to now, you know, now she's going to marry a Cohen after this, after her husband dies and people want to think the kids are halalim or whatever. So we have to just like go with that. Which I, And Michael is, of course, correct. I mean, my God, all he did was he wrote something. And number two is, the, who's, what if they're living together afterwards? So Beitilo says, let's take a look at what Beitilo says. Beitilo No, the opposite. Even if he gave her a get on a condition, he gave her the get. Okay, but it was conditional. The low not that's nigh, and the condition wasn't satisfied. Low paslamina kahuna. So that you could say, well, you know, my God, everybody thinks she's divorced. They saw him give the get, right? And Basilo could be talking about the opposite extreme. And he died five minutes later. So everybody assumes she's divorced, right? Nope. If she's not divorced, she's not divorced. You don't have to live with a consequence of something that's not a reality. Okay, now by the way, there actually is cases in the Gemara, which are interesting not discussed here, of cases called Reah Haget, which is like I used to use the phrase before, maybe consciously or unconsciously, is a whiff, right? So if it has a whiff of a get, there are cases where we actually do say that he's puzzle mina kahuna, if it was a get puzzle, but it was close enough to being a get. Okay, so that's interesting, right? Because Beit Hillel seems to say, Hillel's approach is no, like, you know, if it ain't a get, it ain't a get, we're not going to make her suffer the consequences. All right, let's take a look at the Gemara. So, is it really doctor this? Like, let's say this is a, ru- a rumor. Well, let's take a look. Maybe. Marital problem. Right. So, let's, so let's take a look at the Gemara. Okay. Shalach Rav Yosef prayed Rav Menashe Midavia Lushmuel. So the question was sent to Shmuel. Yilamdeinu Rabbeinu, let our master teach us. Yotzalav kol yishaploni kohen because of get liyishto. A rumor is in town that so-and-so a kohen wrote a get for his wife. But they're still living together. Mahu. So notice this wrote a get for his wife and they're still living together. That's your case, Michael. So people would say, okay, so he didn't give it. Okay, but that's not, but if that's true, people aren't necessarily giving, you know, they're not necessarily talking. They're talking because obviously there's some question whether he did give it and then she's still living with him, which means that he would be a machzir grushaso. Right, everybody understand? Not only is he now a problem of a Kohen living with a grusha, it's also a problem about a Kohen living, about anybody living with his wife. Well, well not actually, because if she didn't marry another man, it wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Anyway, the Kohen living with a grusha. He made his wife a grusha, now he's living with her. Okay? That's possibly what that rumor is about. Uh, I'm sorry. So he said, Mahu, what's so shalchway? He said, them Kate say they need to get divorced. The Dabar Tarach Bidika, but we need to investigate the, the, the facts. Okay? Nor, it's interesting, because in the facts we had, and the facts, no, that's true, but in the facts we also had Kate say Vadarach Tarach Talmud. Because when you have to analyze the halacha, I have to, you know, anal- then, it's, then you have to learn it more. Here, when you have to look at the facts, you have to inspect the facts. Bidika, not Talmud. Anyway, so Mahi, so what's the, what do you have to inspect? Ilema. So anyway, the Gemara doesn't go that way, and it sort of takes the because maybe we have to dis- decide what the halacha is. Although I think it means we have to decide what the fact is. Anyway, what does that mean? Ilema di mevatlin and kalolomevatlin. If the question is whether when there's a rumor, do we basically try to dispel the rumor or do we go with it? Again, now why would we like not try to dispel it? So Rashi says again, it just shows the power of perception. Here there is, there's a rumor that this woman, you know, whatever that this 
woman is divorced and she's living with a Kohen and we're going to go and say no, 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 no we want everybody to know it's a false rumor da, 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 da so it could be we're very successful or could be everybody says aha, you see that he's got the basin in his pocket, right? he's living with this, with this uh, divorcee and they're now coming ahead and they're coming to his defense right? so pe- the, if people really believe in the rumor you're just going to get yourself implicated if you try to change it so are we trying to be mevatel the rumor or not? or do we go with the rumor and try to uh, sort of follow through on it which is terrible but maybe we have to do that to satisfy people's perception before we actually do take day see if we can move out to the rumor first right? Uh, no that's not the way the Gemara is framing it the way the Gemara is framing it is what's our general approach to try to be Mavato the rumor meaning there's a halachic discussion or a policy discussion when there are rumors like this do we try to be Mavato them or do we think it'll just be it'll just get to, get us in trouble we don't try to be Mavato we've already told, told her to get divorced and well let's take a, uh, that's a good that's a good point okay I don't know so let's see it's a good question let's see what the Gemara says um, one minute but Narda's Shmuel's uh, locale that's where Shmuel's you know uh, area of influence and Narda they don't try to uh, get rid of rumors so therefore what does he have to figure out your approach is you don't try to get rid of rumors there is a rumor so people have this perception you're going to have to uh, presumably reinforce it it's such a deeply disturbing Gemara I have to tell like reinforce you know this at the expense of a woman getting divorced anyway but the Gemara is going to switch gears pretty soon okay um, Ella, so here's the question. The Ikaru in the scenic Siva, and then this works for the language of Badika better. When people say, the rumor is that he wrote a get for his wife. So the question is, well, what do people mean when they say he wrote a get? Is that a way of saying they gave a get to his wife? Okay, and then there's a rumor that he actually, they're, they're living in sin. Or do we say, even according to the rumor, people are just gossiping, but they're not saying he's living in sin, because they just said he wrote a get. They didn't say he gave a get. You got the question? Okay, so Ikaru in the scenic Siva. says the Ikaru in the scenic Siva, and even if they were to say call, you know, say that say when they said they wrote again, it could mean that he gave a get to his wife. Luxiva gufo mi luxiva, but they wrote again could also mean he wrote again. Okay, so even if he wrote again to his wife, could mean he gave a get to his wife, and that could be what people are saying. It could also be that people are just stam gossiping, and they're not saying he gave a get to his wife. In, yes, the, that would be a problem. The Miglaya Milsa, the Carlin, the Scenic Siva, because if they, they, some people do say to give a get, they'll use the phrase he wrote a get. Dealing on us and Kamar, maybe what they're saying is he gave me. Okay, so now it's like a double, it's like a sex faker. There's a rumor that he wrote a get, which might mean that there's a rumor that he gave a get. Got it? Okay. But once there's that possibility that what people are talking about is that he gave again and he's living in sin, so people might be saying or saying something which might mean that he's living in sin, Tate say. If that's what you're saying, which is a really like a suffix of a rumor, Ashi, I have another question. Which is like, okay, thank God, finally, some end to this buying into a rumor. He says, if a couple's already married, on the basis of a rumor, we don't go ahead and make them get divorced. Meaning, like if you take a look back at the base Shammai of our Mishnah, right, Beis Shammai says it wasn't exactly the same as a rumor, but it was a, maybe it was, a perception, a whiff that the woman might be divorced, means what? We're not going to allow her to marry a Kohen, right? But it doesn't mean that because there's these perceptions out there, whatever, we're going to make her get divorced. It might mean we have some Wichatchila policies, but not some policies after the fact. All right? And everybody see how that fits with Beit Shammai and the Mishnah? Okay. So what is, I'm sorry, so what is, 
So how could you say, even if there was a rumor that he got a get, and that the Cohen is now living with his divorced wife, and even if that's what Ksiva means, how could you say say? We don't do say on the basis of rumors. We just say don't get married on the basis of rumors. We don't say say. So Gemur says, um, so no, my say nami, say mishing. No, no, no. What say means is, if her first husband dies, the Kohen who now people think is living with his divorced wife, if he dies, she can't marry another man. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that she has to get divorced, which did not sound like it at all, but I'm glad for the conclusion. Okay. Do you have any uh, mention of uh, evidence to ask the persons, the people themselves, to testify? Yeah, I don't know. I they, don't they're not giving that up. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, you mean the, the you mean the Hakohen himself? Yeah, I mean the Hakohen. Because no, because the whole idea of the means that mid, no, no, no. Because the whole point of the means that even if we know the facts and we know people are lying and they're gossiping and they're saying the wrong thing, it still might be that we can't do anything about it. We have to accept the realities of perception. I know it's a disturbing gemara. In some ways, it's a realistic gemara. Like how hard it is to change perceptions. We know it's false. We know they're saying bad stuff. Right? But what we might wind up doing is because that's such a strong perception is actually playing into it rather than working to dispel it. Right? Because it might be more counterproductive to work to dispel it. It's a strange... I mean, it's, so it's a disturbing idea, but that's the point. Holds the truth in the, in the situation. Like yeah. Like, we have to just accept that. Like, sometimes, you know, you, you try to fight for the truth and, every, and, and the, the perceptions are so much against that that you wind up being, sta- you know, smeared in the process. I know, it's a dis- very, very disturbing. What can I tell you? Okay, but even when we, if we're going to play into the rumors, it's only going to be at a limited degree, not to consequence if they're already married. So anyway, the Gemara says, one minute, in Cain, one minute, if you don't let her marry a second guy, okay, there's still a, a negative consequence of what's already existing. Why? The guy will die, the first guy will die, they'll, they'll say, to the second guy, they'll say, no, 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 you can't marry a Kohen. Why not? Well, because there's this rumor that you already divorced 10 years ago. So if, that, if once you're doing that, now we're dealing with, again, what, we're going to reinforce the rumors and have people live with the consequences? So here the consequence is not to, is not to have to get divorced, but what's the consequence? People are going to say, you were living with your husband, we're say, now we're saying that there was a rumor 10 years ago you were divorced, so, so now, any kids, uh, any kids you had are now halalim, right? They're not kohanim. So, kiyasa, mati laza, baro shavishon, someone says, no. It's only the second guy we don't let her get married from. And people say they, they, they allowed her to stay with her first husband, so she couldn't really have been divorced. Okay? So therefore, it must be that the whole problem is, right, that uh, the people will know that she wasn't really divorced because she stayed with her first husband the whole time. So the people will just say, people, well, how will people interpret the fact that she can't marry the second guy? No, it must be he gave her to get right before he died. Okay, so therefore, we can make this halacha for the second guy, and we don't have to be worried about the consequences. Now, what's, of course, troublesome about this is, what you have just told me is, based on how you, the rabbis, are going to respond to the case, is going to shape perception, right? So because you actually are going... So if you can shape perception, so then don't make her... Don't, don't have any consequences. Let her get married to the second guy. People say, oh, if the rabbis let her get married to the second guy, must be that it was actually... 
that she, she was never divorced in the first place, right? So if the rabbis can shape perception, so now it sounds like that the reason that we would buy into the call is because maybe we are concerned that the call might actually be true. But then it gets to your question. So do a little investigation, you know? I, I, I'm, it's very frustrating. Not that I don't understand what's being said, like in terms of what the words mean. It's like it's hard to understand the policies behind this, right? And here the Gemara acknowledges that based on how the rabbis will act, that will shape perception. The, the rumor was already in heaven, People will change their perceptions based on the fact that we let her stay with the first guy and just didn't let her get... I mean, there was originally a rumor that was something different and the rabbis are not sort of buying into it and they'll sort of change the rumor? Right. Okay. I know, but it's, it's so strange. If the, what, how the rabbis act can change the perceptions, then, you know, do the right thing, guys. All right. Anyway, let's take a look. Um, so obviously that echoed, I mean, we didn't spell it out, but that echoed Beit Shammai that said just because of a whiff of a get, we wouldn't let her get married, but we don't rule like Beit Shammai. Okay, and we're married to a Kohen. Okay. You know, the old, old you know, it's, we're not, the, 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 the later generations don't live up to the level of piety or or purity of the earlier generations. This is like a Yerida Fedoris type of an idea. Doros have shown him, or it's just a general romanticism of the past. Doros have shown him Beit Shammai. Doros have Rebbe Dosa. So what's the contrast? Titania, so Rebbe Shammai, we know. A tiny whiff of a get, and already we're going to be so super careful, can't marry a Kohen. Okay? It's seeing it as a good thing. I know, it's a good thing that people, you know, whatever, it's uh, real lives are, that's the funny, well, let's talk about that. That's the real funny part about this. What's If a woman is taken captive, um, and she's uh, married to a Kohen, you know, or she's, uh, then she can come back and she can go ahead and eat Truma. We don't say that she was raped and that she's also to her husband and she can't eat truma. I'm Rebbe Dosa, said, said Rebbe Dosa. What did this Arab do to her? Like, assuming that it was an Arab that, that took her captive. Because he, like, uh, you know, fondled her breasts to possibly in a kahuna? Will she be invalidated from kahuna? So we're not, we're not, we're not going to assume, even, it's funny, even though we assume that she was completely at his mercy and that he might have taken some sexual advantage of her, we're not going to assume that he actually raped her. Now, you could say how great that is, Rebbe Dosa is doing. Maybe Dosa is letting her stay with her husband, right? So the cost of being like extra from religiously, you know, at this extra level of purity, we don't even want to wave a whiff of suspicion, there's real human life that are at cost. So it is true that there is a contrast between Dosa Rishonim and Dosa Achronim, but the question is, I think most of us, our, you know, we would side with Dosa Achronim here. <laughs> and anyway, wasn't Beitillo Dosa Rishonim too? Yeah, so yeah, Beitillo yeah. also, you know, that's exactly, we would say that's often the debate of Beitillo Beit Shammai. Beitillo says, you know, the human concerns have to be our, our you know, our focus. And Bishama says, it's like that old, I think it's just encapsulated in that, in the, in the Bracious Rabbah has a debate on Bracious Bar Elohim. Like, where is our primary focus, you know, in terms of our responsibility? Anyway. You know, I think that the point is, there's a way to say it, which is that it's not like we think we're doing anything wrong. We actually think we're doing the right thing. 
thing. But the point is, like, we can still have, like, this romanticism about, like, what are we losing in the process? You know, well, of course we're doing the right thing. I'm focusing on the humans. I mentioned this. Like, but are we losing some sense of Kedusha? Are we losing some sense of Tara? So I sort of see it in a more of a romantic way. But not to say, like, we're doing the wrong thing. But, like, you know, to, to feel there's a sense of loss that comes with it. Okay. Um, Come and see. That's not like the earlier generations. Um, now, this is a more obvious run of a contest. They would bring in their fruit through like the main gate in order to be obligated in Master. But in this generation, they get them into the house through like the skylight and they're exempt from Master because Meister is only, the grain is only Chayv and Meister when it comes into the house and when it comes in the normal way. Okay? Um, until it sees the inside of the house and with that also means being brought in the normal way. I've destroyed it from the house. Okay? Even if it's just in the courtyard without going into the house. Once it's in your gates. Okay? Tosus, by the way, points out that even if it's not, uh, even if you did not have this um, you can only eat from it you can only eat from it like you know without a kviyat suda. you can feed it to your animals you can snack on it but you can't actually be kviyat suda. okay moving on a man divorced his wife and they now he gave her the get and now afterwards they spent the night in an inn together okay maybe we don't know whether they actually shared a room or not okay anyway she doesn't need another get we do not assume that they had sex and that they were remarried through an act of sex or that they had sex well we'll discuss those two possibilities she needs another get when is this true that um, that here by the way Beitillo is more strict notice anyway when is this true that we're concerned that they slept together is if they had, had been married beforehand Nisui they actually had been li- you know it wasn't just betrothal they'd actually been married and living together beforehand because then it's likely that they can slip back more back easily more into having sex but they agree that if they'd only been betrothed and hadn't had sex yet so that they do not need another get but he does not feel so comfortable with her that just after that divorce that they you know they, they didn't have sex when they were married yet so how why would we assume that now that they're divorced they, they, that's what's going to happen well that's true too but this also does make it sound as the Gemara is going to say that the question is not it's not that they had sex and we don't know what it means the question is whether they had sex or not and that's why there's a difference between Nisuin and Ayrson I just go away with the prior mission then about Beisham being so strict there's a whiff of anything I don't know I don't know so anyway by the way though um, there's another interesting thing that factors in here that the Yushami points out which I'll just tell you it's a very well known if you take a look very quickly to go to Daftsadi and look at the Mishnah there okay this is like the famous Mishnah that everybody wants to know why is this the last Mishnah getting out the first one it says Beisham Omrim Lo Yigarsh Adamis Ishto Elim Kei Matzah Bayer Vat Davar Beisham says you don't get a, div- a man shouldn't divorce his wife unless she actually has been 
time there's some sexual transgression. Even if she just burnt the stew. Whatever. How he proves it from that puzzle, but okay, or something. Anyway, so that so so the Rishami says that that might be why they're debating this case. Do we assume after a divorce that they might sleep together again? So according to Shammai, he's presuming that you only get divorced because there was something real problem, like adultery or some concern of adultery. So we're not going to assume after a divorce that they would want that he'd want to be or whatever they'd want to sleep together again. Why is she, why Whereas they, they uh, I don't know, they have to go on a trip to go visiting their kids. I have no idea, but we're not assuming they're sleeping together, having sex with one another. I should say. And Beitel says, no, maybe it was a small thing, and therefore yeah. maybe they're, they're Beitel and therefore maybe they did sleep together again. Okay. I think so, yeah. Okay, so now let's go look at the Gemara. I'm a rabbi opposed to what we said, and the Gemara is going to point out that this does not work with the Mishnah. He's saying the debate is they actually know they had sex. Witnesses saw them have sex. And the question is, what does the sex mean? A person will have sex with, and, uh, you know, and it won't be, and it will be not in the context of marriage. It'll just be fornication. And we won't interpret it to be for the sake of marriage. Beitil says, no, we know they had sex, we assume it was for an act of marriage, and that it was a remarriage. Now, what, just, just to make a point that's obvious, but maybe it's not obvious, is, how could something be obvious but not obvious, is, um, is that, um, uh, does that mean that according to Beit Hillel, anytime you see, uh, you know, uh, two people out in the woods somewhere and you caught them having sex, that we assume that they're married? Because they ain't not be less to be less than us. These people were married already. These people were married already. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, um, they were divorced, but they had been married. They had been married. Okay? Um, anyway, there's a Rashi somewhere that says, um, Yes, look at the first Rashi. We haven't read the line yet in the Gemara, but look at the first Rashi. Mali mina erzin, hachazin and debao, we saw them have sex. Vein adam boel et ishto, this nut, lebeit hillel. So a woman that was once his wife, right, and now they're sleeping together, it's going to be in the context of marriage. But time you see people go having sex, you don't assume it's for the act of marriage. Okay. Yes, there was a rumor, though. All right, y- yes, anybody? please, I-, I hear what you're going, Michael, let's not go there. Why okay. Why would so, be in the context of marriage? I mean, you know, you, I mean, imagine, imagine, you know, you were married to this, this couple was married, so they have some, say they have some effect. Right. So they decide, you know, it just happens that they have a... Right, just because they were married doesn't mean they want to be married again. Maybe they died because they got divorced because they don't want to be married again. Yeah. Not about this. I understand. But there also is a reality, but there also is a reality that people do get divorced and remarried and people, you know, and they're, because we've had, they have the relationship they want, they can move back into that relationship. But you're right, I mean, Beethoven's saying, it's an interesting question as well. You know, is Beitel saying it's a vada or Beitel saying it's a suffix? You know, we have to be concerned about it. And we can't ask them what they want because it may be like... Well, then there's a question about like Adus and Varm Shebelev and, you know, all those types of issues. Okay. But all those are good questions. Let's look at the Gemara. Um, okay. Of a lower wish in evil, if we didn't save them have sex, then we, nobody would be concerned and nobody would require again. We're not going to presume sex and presume it was for the sake of Nisuin. Okay, so let's see if that works in our mission. It's not. 
They agree that when it's from the Eresin, she does not need to get because he doesn't feel overly comfortable with her. But to says, one minute, if we saw them have sex, would I care if the tab before it was betrothed or before it was Nisuin? What does that have to do with Libo Gaspa? Right? And we know they had sex. The only question was, was it for the sake of... Uh, right. <laughs> well, was it for the, what, 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 what purpose was it for? You're right. The Mishnah has to be, they didn't see them have sex. The whole question in the Mishnah is whether they had sex. And that's why there's a difference between Eresin and Nisuin. Rabbi Yochanan, the Amar Kiyaitan, Rabbi Yochanan is going like a different version of this debate. The time we talk to the Brisa, Yes, the Mishnah is, sounds like the debate is when we did not see that they had sex. But he says, no, 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 no. If you didn't see they have sex, everybody agrees she is not married. We are not concerned with that. You don't need a second guess. What was the debate? They saw she had sex. In that case, that a person, even with his wife, whatever, we're not going to assume that it's for the sake of marriage. With his wife, a woman who used to be his wife, we're going to assume he does not want this to be some an act of fornication and it's done for the sake of marriage. So that's two versions of the debate. Now the Gemara says like this, they didn't see them have sex. What's the debate about? Because according to that mission, maybe if they did see them have sex, everybody would agree she would be considered married. So what's the question if they didn't see her? So the question is, um, there are witnesses that they went into seclusion, but they're not witnesses that they had sex. We don't say that just that those people who are witnesses to the seclusion are also witnesses to sex. We don't interpret seclusion as sex. So all they saw was seclusion. The same people that are witnesses to the seclusion, they are implicitly witnesses to the act of sex. And therefore, since they're witnessing an act of sex, if you fill in the gaps, so therefore... Um, therefore, they saw that, and that's presumed to be for the sake of Nisuin. But they agree that if they were only in a room together after Aresin, after a divorce after Aresin, they don't need to get the key to Aimee Bogaspa, since he doesn't feel so comfortable. Then nobody presumes that we can, that everybody agrees we cannot presume they've had sex. So how can Rabbi Yochanan say that when they didn't have sex, everybody agrees it's not a problem, right? Rabbi Yochanan said they only had, they only had, they're only debating when they had sex. He's going like the Bryce's version, but we have another statement that Rabbi Yochanan always goes by the Mishnah. So right, our Mishnah, the version is that they're debating when they when they just went into when they just saw them go into a room together. The Brightus says no, 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 that's not a problem. The problem is when they saw them have sex. And Rabbi Yochanan goes by the Brightus, but don't we know that Rabbi Yochanan always says we rule like the Mishnah? Huh? A lot of different versions of different things. <laughs> well, that's true. So the Gemara says good point. So the Gemara says So the Gemara says Amorai Ninu Valibud Rabbi Yochanan. There, there's a debate of Amoraim. The Amora that says that Rabbi Yochanan is endorsing the Brightus here does not buy into the idea that Rabbi Yochanan always goes by Yastam Mishnah. Okay? Which is an interesting point, which the Gemara says elsewhere. Right? If you say, if, if you believe Rabbi Yochanan always goes by Yastam Mishnah, that's going to limit, you know, force us to strike off 
strike out a number of statements of Rabbi Yochanan. So the Gemara almost always winds up saying that when Rabbi Yochanan is quoted saying something against a Mishnah, that version who's quoting Rabbi Yochanan saying that does not believe that Rabbi Yochanan says we always have to go like a Mishnah. Okay. Let's take a look now at the next Mishnah. So that's a very important discussion of Eidi Yichud Eidi Bia, which has other implications as well. I'll give you just one other. A couple did not have a good Kiddushin. They're married in secular law. Okay, maybe they didn't have a Kiddushin at all. Do we go by common law marriage? Do we feel if they're living together for, and, as, and, you know, as husband and wife and everybody sees them, do we interpret that as if it's an act of Bia and an act of Kiddushin? Right? When do we say Eidi Yichud Eidi Bia and we think are interpreted as now they're married? All right. Part of the question there also is if it was a bad Kiddushin, maybe not, because then we assume it's all framed by the initial bad Kiddushin. If it was no Kiddushin, maybe there's more of a reason to say that. Yeah, I know, but you don't think you need to. uh, There's a lot of interesting questions about that. Okay, let's take a look at the Mishnah. Kinsa beget kireach. If he divorced his wife with a bald get. Now, what's a get kereach? So, basically, they established for a Kohen who was writing a get for his wife, um, because Kohanim would sometimes divorce their wives a little bit impetuously, and maybe, or maybe not, uh, or, you know, or even regardless, the consequences would be much greater because they couldn't remarry them after they divorced them. They wanted to slow the Kohanim down. So, they made the act of writing a get for a Kohen a very, like, you know, uh, in- intricate procedure procedure. The way they would write it is you would basically have a piece of paper. Let's say test my drawing abilities right now. Yeah. You'd have a piece of paper. You'd write a few lines and then you would like fold it over. So now it would look like this. You'd have, you, you know, you'd sort of dot, 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 dot. You'd fold it over. Okay. And then, then you'd, you'd the then you'd write a few more lines and then you would fold it onto the blank. So the next part would look like this. Right? And the writing would be here. You see, and it's like folded over, and then you keep on doing it. So by the end, and now each time that you would fold it, you would tie it. So that by the end of it, what you would do is you would have a get that would sort of look, you know, like this. Right? A lot of bows. Like that, right? And each of these would be tied, and the writing would be on one side of each of these, and then what you would do is on the outside of each of those things, you would have signatures. You would have a signature. So a witness would sign here, and a witness would sign here, right? And a witness would sign like on the out, on the out, on the yeah, on the back side of the paper. Or every fold, right? Yes, you do. That's what a get kirech is. A get kirech is that they did not sign on all the folds. That there's a fold left blank. Now the minimum the rabbis require here is three folds and three signatures, as opposed to a normal get that only requires two. But if you went ahead and made ten folds, you know, maybe they decided that uh, that'll slow them down even more than the then you need signatures on each one of the folds. Okay. Now Rashi explains. We'll take a read. read we'll see the Gemara says why they required that. Okay. So but let's say. So even what? even they sign at the very last fold, which is like everything. Yeah. So it's possible they didn't sign on the first ten or whatever it is. Right. I mean, you did. Yes, that's what the mission is going to say. So let's take a look. So a man married her, and he was divorced from her first husband with a bo- get with a bald spot. One of those folds had not been signed. Back to that. All the negative consequences. Okay. So she's really she really is Migureshet, but the rabbis treat her as not Migureshet. So it has all those negative consequences. To undo all the no, 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 because the signature is, is visible, right? The oh, it's like an accordion. Yeah, it's like an accordion. Exactly. Here, give me that piece of paper. No, I got it. I got it. All right. Yeah, it's good. I might as well do it. Right, 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 and then you fold. Now this part is written. This part is blank. Okay. Right, 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 
Hey, wait, wait. No, 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 right. Okay, and then you sign here, and then you do some more writing, and then you do it like that, right? Exactly, like an accordion, right? And then you make a knot, and then you 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 know you sign here. So each section is signed. So what's the length? Is one without a signature? Is that one of these folds doesn't have a signature? Okay. All right. Um, okay. Um, now get kereach hakomashlinim alav. Give the nanas. Now if you have. Uh, three or two or three we'll see in Lumara let's say three kosher signatures which was the minimum and you just have a blank spot because you did ten folds then Venana says fine you get puzzled to sign the other folds okay um, so it's very funny right the other folds you can get puzzled to fill in and nevertheless Right, or maybe it's only one of the one is one blank. We'll see if it's more than one blank later. And nevertheless, if it's not filled in, it's treated as a puzzle get. Right? Wait, and this is something you can't see. In other words, it's, it's sealed. Now, right? What? They, they, they signed. Oh, you mean you mean well, you mean uh, you mean. So that's an interesting question that Rashi and Tosas discuss, which is when you're filling it in with these new puzzle aidim, were they there at the event or did they only come later? But 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 so they might. But even if they were there at the event, they can't testify. They're puzzle. So the point is, is that this is really just to satisfy some rabbinic requirement that all the folds be signed. They're not doing an act of edus. They're puzzle edim. They might even have come later. That's debated by Rashi and Tosos. Okay? And nevertheless, even though they're not doing an act of edus, right? If it's not done, it's a puzzle get and all these negative consequences. This is only after a first quotient, right? Because it's the first one. Well, we'll, the Gemara will, we'll, will discuss. You need to say, we'll see all that in the Gemara, right? Obviously, you need a minimum amount of kosher signatures. No, no, no. The only people that can sign are people that could be kosher witnesses elsewhere. They could be relatives, because a relative could be kosher in another situation if he wasn't related to the people that, you know, to the husband or the wife, right? But if, but if somebody is puzzled in other situations, like they're a slave or they're a ganav, okay, a goslin, right, then they could not fill in the blank, okay? If there are more folds than there are signatures. All right, now the first big question is, why is it a problem? If you have three kosher signatures and you can even fill the blanks with bad signatures, why is it a problem? So my time at the get kerech, what's the reason? So the so Gemara says, We're afraid that if you made ten folds, right, then the reason you made, if you made ten folds, that shows that you had ten witnesses ready to sign. And therefore, if you have fewer than ten witnesses signed, we're afraid that that'll lead to kashring the get, which said everybody sign and you didn't have everybody sign now of course if we really believed you might have said everybody sign then the, the other witnesses would have to be kosher ones right because because yeah so uh, clearly that we allow there to be a puzzle signature means we're not really concerned that this case you said everyone signed we're just afraid that it looks like you did or it would be a, perceived of you did so we can't leave any blank spaces so again it's pretty amazing because of this very secondary concern the get is still treated as so puzzle with all these negative consequences again we'll assume that this is according to Rebbe Mayer even if you had 10 signatures on the first fold right no 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 you only have one signature per fold we'll see you had 10 signatures for um, you have the other ones I don't know but there's a pres- yeah but there's uh, that's a good question I don't know I don't know if you that I don't know what the Allah okay so let's take a look let me just wait for you to Tosos one minute yeah so Tosos doesn't like that Tosos says um, 
Yeah, Tosas is a little bit bothered that if there really was a concern about Kulchem, why are we allowing puzzle witnesses to sign? Okay? Uh, he doesn't really. Okay, let's take a look now at the Gemara. You can get puzzle witnesses to fill in the blank. Rabbi Akiva, Evid, my time alone. Why does Rabbi Akiva not allow a slave to sign? So people will say, you had a slave. Sign on this. Clearly slaves are kosher le'edus. Because, you know, he put a signature on his get. So why does he allow a relative to sign? People say, Oh, a relative sign. We see that relatives can be aided. So the Gemara says, Ella, Evet, Haidu, Taima, Tidima, Asula, Suke, Liuchsid. Now, here's why we don't let an Evet sign. People know Avadim can't sign. But they'll say, Oh, did you see the Evet sign? How did that happen? I thought Avadim can't sign. Oh, must be he was freed. It must be he's no longer an Evet. So then they'll, they'll, so that's going to be a problem, right? They'll, he'll marry a free woman. So if that's true, Goslin, the Bar Yuchsinu, this Kashir. So why don't we let a Goslin sign? Bar Goslin's allowed to get married, right? If the whole problem is that people are going to assume that the Evid was freed, why don't we let thou a Gazan sign? It can only be a, a relative who could testify in all other situations. Karavin, a relative, yes, Gazlin, no, not a Gazlin. Ella, I'll tell you. Because if they see an Evid sign, they'll say, it couldn't be he signed and he was an Evid, must be he was freed. So what will they say if they see a Gazlin sign? It couldn't be he signed if he was a Gazlin, it must be he did tshuva. Gazlanami, that's the name of tshuva of it. And why is that a problem? Because they'll think he did tshuva and they'll trust him and they'll have him sign other things. So, car of Michael Amemar. So, what are people going to say? Oh, his relative sign must be what? He's not his brother? So, <laughs> so that's what he keeps. In principle, you could have Psulim sign, but it confuses people and it sends mixed messages. Karav doesn't send mixed messages. Okay. I'm Reb Zera, I'm a Rabbi Bar Shilta, I'm a Rabbi Nuna Saba, I'm a Rabbi Barava. Okay. Get Kireach Sharav Shiva. If you had seven folds, eight of Shisha and six witnesses, Shisha Veid of Hamisha, Hamisha Veid of Arba, Arba Veid of Shlosha, Ad Kamachlokas Bananas Rabbi Kiva. The question if you can have what type of Sulin can sign is until you have. Um, um, and do you have a one? No, no, no. Yes, but that's not the point. We're going to get back to that too. Right now, there's only one bald spot. But in addition to only being one bald spot, you have three kosher signatures, right? And the minimum of a get kereach that the rabbis demanded were threefold and three signatures. So if you have the minimum that was demanded by the rabbi, three kosher signatures, then we can debate what you can fill in with the fourth, okay? With the other, with the blanks, okay? But but if you had three folds and two witnesses so you didn't even have the minimum that the rabbis demanded and you could only have a relative signed now of course you and I should jump up and say what? if you need the first three if it's the basic three you should need to get a kosher witness to sign right? okay so that's what the Gemara is going to say I'm like Reb Zeira, the Rabbi Barshiota. So Reb Zeira said to Rabbi Barshiota, now notice, Reb Zeira taught this teaching in the name of Rabbi Barshiota. So he went to the rabbi who taught him this teaching and he said back to him, he said, Three witnesses on a folded get is like a normal two witnesses on a simple get. So, on a, on a flat get. So, 
Kamahasim Karvlo, the same way you wouldn't have a, a relative in the two witnesses, Avraganami Karvlo, if it's the three basic witness, you know, signatures, witnesses, how can you allow a relative? We need three as the minimum. So Amr he said to him, Avli Didi Kashali, you know what? I also had that problem. The Sheil Taylor of Amnuna. Now, if you looked at the way it was said, Rav Zeir said in the name of Rabbi Bashiel, so it said in the name of Rav Amnuna. So he said, you know what? I asked the person who taught me this halacha that question. Rav Amnuna, now Rav Amnuna said it in the name of Rav and He also didn't know. So he asked his teacher, Rav Amnuna, Rav said, you know what? Which is like, okay, you know, we could have figured that out too. Yeah, it's true. The rabbis required three. But biblically, you only require two. But still, if the rabbis required three and they defined this as the signatures of the get, how do they allow uh, somebody who's a, a, a relative to sign? Tanya Nami Haki, we thought similarly, let's just read this line. Get Kirech Sharaf Shiva Vedav Shisha, Shisha Vedav Hamisha, Hamisha Vedav Arba, Arba Vedav Shlosha, Adkam Machos Benaf Rabbi Akiva, Hishlimalav Eved. This is the debate of if it's anything where you have three full signatures, that if it's a slave, that's okay. At least, again, we're back to the Vlad Mamzer. Aval, because that's their debate. Threefold and two witnesses. Then everybody agrees you can't have an Eved or a Goslin. The most you can get away with is a relative. But again, we're allowing a relative for one of the three. So now let's just read about the response to that. Because they might be favoritism? You, you were questioning whether we can use a relative or not? No, 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 we can. We can. Yeah. Rav Yosef Masni Kasher. Rav Yosef says, no, 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 no. You cannot say for the basic three that one of them can be a relative. One of them has... When you're down to the basic three, everybody agrees that the third signature has to be somebody who's kosher lehaid. No, okay, somebody who's a complete, normal kosher aid. Tani kara, what do you mean? It says that for the third one, we can have a relative. I'm a papa, tani kosher. Don't bother me about that. Cross out that line. It should say kosher. Okay? So bottom line is, the Gemara says, for the basic three, okay, everybody agrees there are higher standards, but the Chiddush is that we're willing to consider that one of those three could be a relative. But obviously, the Gemara really is bothered by that rightfully so. And in the end, it's pushing to say, no, no, no. For the basic three, they all have to be kosherate him. The debate is when there are blank spots that are left beyond the three. And tomorrow we'll look at this question about that Michael was asking about what if it's more than one blank spot, other types of questions, and so on. So all of that will be finished tomorrow.